we looked up some words that have been said about you. Okay. <laughs> Crazy, cue clown, looney tune, unhinged, moron. I I've got a few more. Osama bin Karen, a dipstick, a dingbat, adult, a dullard, a dimwit, a doofus, a dummy, dumbass. Uh, I'm only a third of the way through the D's. Looks like the average troll in my Twitter feed. A good argument for misogyny. Uh, Nazi wine mom, Nazi cave woman, just Nazi. Oh, I don't let name calling bother me or offend me. I just don't. Butter brain. This one's from someone across the pond, a daft wanker. That's British for stupid. Lives on a diet of glue sticks. A lower level life form. I don't really care. Can I speak to the manager Barbie? Meth Barbie, Nazi Barbie, again, just Nazi. Oh, sorry. Ah, okay. Low IQ on. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? I have, uh, once again, this week, celebrated um, 22 years running now uh, of remembering, of never forgetting 9-11 by sleeping through it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm uh, not a morning person, but I, I, I slept through the events of 9-11 completely like i woke up and it was already over right really like yeah <laughs> well, it happened prayer to be fair it happened pretty early oh so yeah I mean, no I, had, like I, school or something that day you, you know it could have yeah i woke up and i i had roommates at the time and we had an answering machine because we still had a landline back then and there were 27 messages on it and i was <laughs> like that's a little strange yeah and uh it, it took me a little which is so weird because you were nowhere close to it so it, was, it wasn't like you know oh my god are you okay it's just like oh my god i gotta talk to you about this fucked up thing that happened yeah, right and i like i didn't there was no one else home at the time so i'm i'm was like on my own struggling to figure out what the fuck was going on you know i'm like flipping their channels like what 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 is what 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 is <laughs> so, you know and i got drunk the night before so i you know i'd slept in i was hung over and i was just like struggling to understand what the fuck was happening as did you know i'm sure a lot of people when they were first were seeing all of that but uh so yeah it's my little tradition to uh you know always sleep in past noon on 9-11 every 9-11 <laughs> you uh you have to wonder now like in modern like in modern days if that happened if we'd all get like one of those like un unsnoozable push alerts that everyone gets on their phone every once in a while where there's like oh, oil the, water, you know, like yeah, the, one of those the, the Amber things. alert that they've now yeah, yeah, yeah. adapted to be like everything. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty, you, I feel like now everyone would know about it immediately because of that, uh, even if you weren't like looking on Twitter or whatever. But um, no, I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, 9-11 was a, was a very tragic day for me personally because uh, for the, I can't even remember how many time uh, I, I watched the jet season go down in flames before it even began uh, because <laughs> <laughs> fucking Aaron Rodgers, the, 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 the fucking savior of the organization, one of the great quarterbacks of all time, fucking tore his Achilles tendon three plays into the first fucking game of the season and will not play for the rest of the season. So uh, this is the worst thing to happen. Uh, related to jets <laughs> on 9-11, I think, in, in, in the history of, of this country. Um, but Clearly. no, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that legitimately fucking sucked, but it, it, it still is an, aw- an awesome game. But, you know, at what cost? Apparently somebody, uh, somebody was tweeting about this, but they were like a bunch of people were like short stock betting against American Airlines that day and made a shitload of money. <laughs> Yeah, what, what did, a, did the last name end with uh, Bin Laden or whatever the fuck? Like, I, I mean, you know, there's always some fucking insider trading shit. You know, you know, some f- fucking five, Saudi princes were fucking. We're like, yo, I'm let's. sure. Like the, the the minute that they heard that, like you know, planes have been hijacked, they were like, what 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 airline? Start betting against them. <laughs> you know? I, I'm sh- I, considering how much uh, fucking funding that the Sauds gave that that whole operation. I wouldn't be shocked if they 
ahead of time. We're like, well, we're going to make it back on by shorting up that fucking stock, <laughs> you know? So it, it's, yeah. I mean, there, um, there's, there's nothing they're not buying right now. Like they're buying every um, piece of America possible. They're trying to buy, buy every uh, like video game company based in the United States right now and probably other countries too. Yeah. Yeah, well, they see that a lot of film is kind of, you know, a lot of the film industry is starting to die off for at least the major studios, kind of like we were talking about before we went on air. But um, yeah, Disney not looking so good. Uh, The last six movies they put out over the summer all have lost money. (laughs) The The last Disney movie to make money was Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that came out in May. It was a while ago, yeah. Everything since then has bombed. Like, that's... That's not what you're looking something. for. Well, speaking of things that crash and burn, uh, we, we should talk about John McCain because uh, it was the, <laughs> yes. uh, what was it, the anniversary of, of his death? Or what, what, was, what was the reason that Biden was, was fucking he, genuflecting? He, I don't know. Or he just know. was visiting Vietnam? He was just in Vietnam in his tradition okay. to go visit this memorial that the Westerners <laughs> apparently believe is a, a monument to John McCain. But it isn't. It's a monument to the people that shot him down. Right. It, right. It, but, but like the headlines, you know, this is from PBS NewsHour. Biden visits John McCain Memorial in Hanoi, Vietnam. Uh, C-SPAN. President Biden visits John McCain Vietnam Memorial. Uh, another C-SPAN. President Biden. Same one. Um, NBC News. Joe Biden visits visits Memorial to Senator John McCain. So they're all <laughs> and like they, they know what it is. Anyone could look up this memorial. We've been laughing about this for years because Kamala went and did the same fucking thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, they all do it. So here's what. Here's what the text of the memorial says. On 26 October 1967 at Truckbach uh, Lake, the Army and the people of Hanoi captured pilot John Sidney McCain, a major in the Air Force of the U.S. Navy who flew the A-4 plane, uh, which was shot down at the Yen Fu power plant. This was one of 10 aircraft shot down that same day. So they're celebrating the fact that they shot him down in the text of the memorial along with 10 other invading u.s navy aircraft right, so, right. and right. the guy that just blew up a bunch of fucking civilian you know uh, uh buildings including a light bulb factory yeah so they they, they right. this is not a tribute to john mccain this is like hey look at this monster that we fucking took down you know yeah uh, and the, right and the, the picture of him is apparently you know it's it's open to interpretation whether it's like him being tortured or him like descending in a parachute, but it's, he looks like he's in pain <laughs> either way yeah. uh, on the statue. And even funnier is that they, they changed the text in 2005 cause he like apparently asked nicely, but it used <laughs> to include a slur in reference to him. Really? That, which is funny. Cause he loved using slurs in reference to, uh, to Vietnamese people. So that's actually and his wife. Fitting. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they took out a word, um, that it's, it's spelled T E N, but it's got a little thing over it. So I don't know exactly how you pronounce it, but it's a, uh, classifier for despicable individuals, uh, individuals such as enemies, thieves, robbers, cheaters, and rapists. Huh. That's well, what yeah. they, that's how they regarded John McCain in Vietnam when they put up that statue that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden keep going to lay wreaths at. <laughs> and <laughs> the US know, honestly, media. nobody, t- nobody tell them it's fucking funny. It's way funnier this way. It's hilarious. Them just keep it's doing hilarious. This. Cause, cause everyone in Vietnam is probably laughing their ass off too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we tortured yeah. that motherfucker for five and a half years. And you think we put up a statue to honor him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it, 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 it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's just one of these, these things that the U S is always going to do. Uh, yeah, logic be damned, but, um, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot, 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 a uh, lot happening this week in the world of politics, uh, to, to some extent at least, but not, not all of it happening in the halls of Congress, some of it happening in the, the aisles of, uh, of not quite Broadway. Um, so, yeah, so this, this was a, a great headline because it's, it's one of those things where you're, you don't like, you find out a thing exists that you didn't know existed as though it's just <laughs> like a normal thing. Uh, so headline, Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman, uh, escorted out of Beetlejuice musical in Denver after causing disturbance. <laughs> it's like, there's a Beetlejuice musical. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Like, did we, yeah, I, I did like the, of all the things that nobody asked for, but 
apparently will this make money. This is one of the this is one of the things that nobody asked for of all of the things that nobody asked for. So um, she's newly single, and I just saw the video of her getting escorted out, and uh, I, I don't know who the guy she was with. There was another article that said who he was, some Democrat car salesman guy, but. Uh, being that she is a uh, newly single, uh, she had the girls out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> even from the security camera footage, it's like, how are they not falling out of the dress that she's wearing? It's like very, it's very deliberate. I'll put it that Jesus way. Um, so just a couple paragraphs just to, to, to hone in on how ridiculous the situation was. U.S. Rep. Lauren Boebert was escorted out of a Sunday night performance of the Beetlejuice musical in downtown Denver. Accused by venue if ish officials of vaping, singing, and recording and causing a disturbance during the performance. <laughs> so just, just imagine you're trying to watch this musical and she's singing along with all of it, and you're like, you know, seated right next to her. How does she it, know the music from the Beetlejuice musical? Like, like it, it's probably original music to the Beetlejuice musical. How many think so, times has she seen the Beetlejuice musical? <laughs> Right. And, you know, but then she said that she didn't know she wasn't allowed to photograph. Well, clearly, if she's seen it multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, it's just but it's amazing because like I, I, you know, me or you would never think to like take out our camera at a fucking play to like take a photograph. But she's just pure fucking white trash. She thinks she's at a rodeo. Right, 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 right. No, I just think she's at a fucking hoedown. So I right. mean, I, I'm looking up the soundtrack right now. I'm just curious if there's like licensed music on that. And that's what she was singing. Yeah, I don't um, know. So I'll just but, read a little bit more here. Yeah. So in an incident report shared with the Denver Post on uh, Tuesday afternoon, officials with uh, the Denver Arts and Venues wrote that two patrons were asked to leave the city-owned Buell Theater. City-owned theater. Communism. Uh, Buell Theater during the performance of the touring Broadway show. They previously were issued a warning during the intermission regarding behavior that prompted three complaints from other theater goers, the report says. The report, uh, the report quotes one of the ushers, quote, they, they told me they would not leave. I told them that they need to leave the theater and that if they do not, they will be trespassing. The patrons said they would not leave. I told them I would be going to get Denver police. They said, go get them. <laughs> So just admit, she's probably, you know, I'm guessing probably drunk, too. Like, I don't give a shit. You can call the cops. Do you right. know who I am? The report also said after two patrons were escorted out and reached the building's vestibule, um, they resisted leaving and said stuff like, do you know who I am? I am on the board and I will be contacting the mayor. <laughs> so just, just totally trying to pull clout. Uh, while Sunday's incident was resolved without much trouble, Bobert has found herself in trouble before. She was arrested and summoned at least four times in the years leading up to her election to Congress in 2020. So, yeah, she's just ultimate Karen. Ultimate Karen. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, this is yeah. the law and order people, right? The law and order people. The, you remember when we played the clip of her uh, going crazy about the Washington, D.C., um, rep who or city council rep and she was convinced that he had legalized public urination and she yeah she's just not a smart she's just not a very smart person like there's just there's just not a lot rattling around up there um and it, and it's pretty evident but it's uh it, it's entertaining television or entertaining news whatever you want to call it absolutely um so i'm not going to complain um no but no, it's uh it's less entertaining uh nancy pelosi i guess back in the news uh, sort of this this week. Um, so she was where is she being interviewed that she that this this was going on. So this is being reported on from a televised interview she did with Anderson Cooper. OK, um, so she just announced that she's on Friday that she's running for office again at the age of 83. Yep. Like <laughs> just. Yep. And, any, and, and just the most decrepit, fucking vapid, useless uh you know uh, crypt keeper 83 you'll you'll ever meet in your life it's she's not like a you know not a spry young with it looking fucking 83 but uh i mean it's just it's it's it is remarkable how in any other industry you would not be allowed to be running the company at 83 they would force you out. <laughs> they would yeah. just say, look, you've got to retire. There's people in their early sixties that are forced to retire. Like, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, so, we, but even funnier is in this interview, Anderson Cooper, uh, repeatedly asked Pelosi, uh, if she thought that Kamala Harris should 
still be on the ticket in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what she said. So Pelosi, uh, Pelosi and Kamala staying on the ticket, quote, he, Biden, thinks so that she should be. And that's what matters. Pelosi responded, mirroring the sort of non-answer a disgruntled wide receiver gives about whether their head coach should stick with their starring quarterback or starting quarterback. (laughs) She continues, and by the way, she's very politically astute. (laughs) I don't think people give her enough credit. She could, she of course values uh, a base consistent with the president's values and the rest, but people don't understand she's politically astute. Why would she be vice president if she were not? when she was running for attorney general in California, she had a, had 6% in the polls, 6% in the polls, she repeats. And she politically, and she politically astutely made her case about why she would be good, did her politics and became attorney general. So people shouldn't underestimate what Kamala Harris brings to the table. So, <laughs> so Pelosi is bringing up the fact that Kamala was running at 6% in her home state. Yeah. Yeah, when asked uh, if she should be vice president like that's fucking cold <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. um and yeah it kind of tells you all you need to it, it's just funny though because i i'd be very shocked if they actually drop her from the ticket because that first and foremost they hate any sort of upheaval to the established order and that would be a major admission of of yeah we fucked up with this one uh and not to mention that that like the craziest segment of their of their actual base, you know, the fucking psychos in the K hive would would absolutely lose their mind and do everything they could. They'd make us look fucking tame by comparison for saying we're going to vote for Cornell West. You know, like it would be right. It would be all out fucking just war on the Democrats. You know, the same people that, that did, you, you, know. did you see who Cornell West's um, campaign manager is going to be? Oh, Peter Dow. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah. That. <laughs> How yeah. the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor Cordell went on fucking Jimmy Dore the other day, and he just like, oh, you could t- yeah, he just, you could tell you're just losing all fucking patience. I, I saw some clips. I can't bring myself to watch that whole thing, but yeah, Jimmy Dore's just like, why do you stop talking about race? Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, I think Cordell wasn't expecting to just be as like, as blindsided as he was. And wasn't like, Jimmy Dore's whole thing? getting a third party person to run yeah but because he's not you know uh, coddling you know the kind of alt-right segment of the independent you know whatever is that 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 door now kind of has like you know watching his show or listening to his show uh i I guess he wasn't happy with him but it's just such a what a fucking sad like i I don't know what the fuck happened to that dude i mean it was i guess it was you know it was just gradual but he became a homeowner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what happened. But nobody he had one for a while when he was still not bad, like on that show. Yeah. Just like he fuck I I don't know, it just became this echo chamber where he would only bring on these fucking like the Tim Pools of the world, and it was just, you know, same shit that happened to Rogan. Like, well, you know, whatever. Um Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched him for a long time, so you know, I mean all the all the vaccination stuff really turned me off from that guy. No, right, and that's kind of when I was jumped a lot of off other. for the most part. It was just like, yeah. all right, this fucking guy is not a serious person. Um, but, uh, I'm sure we'll get comments from people saying Jimmy Dore is actually better than us. And yeah, we're, right. We're a bunch great. of, we're a bunch of tankies and yeah. <laughs> have fun watching this fucking loser. Um, we can start talking about star of... Wars and piss off that guy too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of not serious people, we should talk about, uh, Spicoli himself, Sean Penn, uh, because he, you know, of all the stupid things that I've heard. Uh, this is up there with him, and uh, I, I saw someone on Twitter refer to this comment as peak actor brain, and I completely agree. Um, and and again, you know, I, I not and not at all to relitigate this, and I don't think that Will Smith probably should have punched somebody, but I feel a little bit vindicated in the ridiculous fucking hysteria that immediately followed that being way over the top, and in my opinion of that because for people to still act like this about it, like it was this, tr- well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you read the quote and then we can talk about this, the, the ridiculousness of what he said. Yeah. So this is, this is sort of um quote tweeted by just some random guy, random, random black guy. Um, 
And he says, I don't know if anything has ever affected white people the way Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars has affected them. Not the murder of civil rights leaders, not videos of cops killing black folks, not even January 6th. Yep, no, no. So he's, he's responding to this Variety article um, with a picture of Sean Penn looking like he just, you know, said he like he paid somebody to like mess his hair up on purpose. Right. Because yep. he just he's just letting himself completely go. Uh, and he's barefoot, but wearing, you know, like a like a winter jacket outdoors in L.A. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, after watching Will Smith's Oscar slap, Sean Penn became convinced his only choice was to destroy his own Oscar statuettes. <laughs> quote, quote, I thought, well, fuck, you know, I'll give them to Ukraine. They can be melted down to bullets. They can shoot at the Russians. <laughs> What? <laughs> how does how do you go from one thing to the to just I don't know, like just nonstop booze and cocaine your whole life? I don't know. Um, I, don't, so, I feel like they're not made of heavy metal, just not totally irrelevant of anything else. I feel like they would not be something that you can yeah. actually melt down and make a bullet out of. Uh, no, no, they're not made out of gold, Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Like, what? so this this guy who first quote tweeted him followed up. His tweet by saying, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Please use my Oscar trophies to kill other human beings. Quote, a totally rational Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? How do you, what, what part of one thing made you think of the other thing other than that you, like, is, I guess these trophies are no, are no longer sacred. So they should be used to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's, you know. Yeah, he, their, their only words will be to go going towards Ukraine. I just I don't know. I mean, yeah, this like the Will Smith thing is broken people's brains, but I think the Ukraine thing has broken people's brains even more. I mean, you when you look at that level of just pure fucking psychoses and not like, I, you know, I, I I just I don't know. I got no I have no words to describe how fucking stupid Sean Penn is. Look, I, there's I there's two things that I know a lot about, and it's this thing that happened at the Oscars and this war in Ukraine. Therefore, they are connected, fundamentally <laughs> connected, two... because I am Sean Penn. And also to somebody like Sean Penn, who doesn't have real things to fucking worry about or, or fret about. Those are like the two biggest things in the his in the modern, you know, the last three years that have happened. <laughs> I mean, I it's, you know, in world concerns. Is he just like living out the like the the shock and horror that he believes that like you know white audiences had at that? Because I don't think normal people cared. They were no, surprised that happened yeah, right. on live TV, but nobody was like. You know, oh, my God, this represents the fall of all that was, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe for a lot of people like their their image of Will Smith was shattered at that moment. Sure. Right. <laughs> which is five fair game. But like, yeah, the, 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 but no, again, to them, that's like the because because it's it's an assault on etiquette. And, and there's this fucking phoniness that is just baked into the, like, you know, I don't think that they think in like in like rich elite society in Hollywood that there can ever be any sort of actual violence or any sort of consequences for like, you know, like snide comments. Like it's just not a thing that even occurs to them as like a, a possibility. So it's very upsetting to them. I think the idea that that would be introduced into their, their you know, squeaky clean, right. sterile environment. Yeah, you know, whatever I mean, you yeah, think about it, kind of thing. Yeah, their their favorite Negro uh, went off script well, in and, a big right, way. That's the other thing, right? Because Will Smith was always white people's favorite black guy, and then you know he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to play fucking nice for for these 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 you know white folks anymore. I'm going to make them uncomfortable and like you know do what I think I need to do." And it was like, yeah. what, yeah, what, you know, he clearly snapped in that real moment. Like he really no, did. I'm, snap I'm not saying moment. this was like a thought it that was, he had, but like, it was, it, it, you know, Jada going, you know, behind his back and fucking around with all these other people. Right. And he finally it, just it was lost just like, it. that was the last <laughs> fucking straw. Like you could, you put, you push your motherfucker too far and you know, it, it, she, she's, right. she's, she's, she's making him like, you know, look like I can't slap her on live TV, but I can slap the next closest person. <laughs> right. Right. And this guy's just fucking twisting the knife. So it was, yeah, that was just yeah. a spur of the moment thing, but, but no, but I, but I think for them, that's what it was for, for the, for the white people that were made uncomfortable <laughs> by, by the, by the, you know, but, yeah, she, yeah. but it's, it's, it's like, it's clearly still tearing up Sean Penn a year it's and a half just, later. It's just so funny. I totally <laughs> forgot it happened until he mentioned it again. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was funny. Like that's, um, a, that's still a thing that people are talking about that's relevant today. Right. Uh -huh, right. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. trying, I was trying to look up what he actually won an Oscar for. Did he win an Oscar for milk? Was that what he won an Oscar for? 
probably that was oh god was... no it was for fuck okay so he was nominated for i am sam which is one of the most offensive fucking movies of all time for 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 people with learning disabilities like I... also for people that like the beatles <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like one or two good good covers on that horrible yeah soundtrack. The, the, eddie, the eddie vetter beatles song that one was good but oh no that was that, that's and that's right to me that's like the standout the amy mann cover uh i think what was it here comes the oh yeah i love good, amy but mann. Every, but other than that, it's yeah, it's pretty bad. Have you ever um, seen um, the music video for uh, uh, "Save Me" by Amy Mann? Which I was don't think which so. was well, it was like the big song from Magnolia. I mean, she had like a bunch of big songs on there. But you know, I think I think I know the song. I don't think I've ever seen the video. So the video they shot little bits of it on set while Paul Thomas Anderson was directing Magnolia. So she's mm-hmm. like in the scenes with the all the other cast of actors, and they're singing it along with her in the video. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's also that moment in the film where everyone's like singing parts of another song of hers, but she's not in the scene with it. But it's just surreal when you, if you, if you've seen Magnolia as many times as I have. And then you see the video for it and you're like, holy shit. So, like, you know, a couple times every, you know, every few days of, of filming, they were like, oh, hey, we got to, you know, insert Amy Mann into the shot. And then we're going to, you know, play the play the music and you're all going to like lip sync to it. And then we'll go back to filming the regular ma- movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's just um, kind of wild to to think that you know he had the foresight to to do that, but it's a really long film to to shoot. Apparently, it was like a hundred and hundred and eighty day shoot. Really? Yeah, which was like eighty days longer than it was supposed to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's brutal. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's see what else we got. Um, let's let, we get this clip also. We want to play. Uh, yeah, what? this this guy who I'd never heard of, who immediately became the villain of the internet for a day. I think the problem that we've had is that we've, you know, we, we have people decided that they didn't really want to work so much anymore through COVID and that has had a massive issue on productivity. You know, tradies have definitely pulled back on productivity. You know, they, they have been paid, paid a lot to do not too much in the last few years and we need to see that change. We need to see unemployment rise. Unemployment has to jump 40, 50% in my view. We need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. I mean, there is a, there's been a systematic change where employees feel the employer is extremely lucky to have them um, as opposed to the other way around. So it's a dynamic that has to change. We've got to kill that attitude and that has to come through hurting the economy, which is what the whole global, you know, the, the world is trying to do. The governments around the world are trying to increase unemployment to get that to some sort of normality. And we're seeing it. I think every employer now is seeing it. I mean, there is definitely massive layoffs going off. People might not be talking about it, but people are definitely laying people off and we're starting to see less arrogance in the employment market. And that has to continue because that will cascade across the cost balance. So this guy's name is uh, Tim Gurner. uh, And he apparently has $1.2 billion uh, worth of property under his management. He owns 2,500 apartments. So he's a landlord. He doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> Surprising to me. Yeah. So somebody... a, landlord, a landlord that doesn't work is telling us that unemployment should rise. Did he say, did he say buy 40, 50% or rise I, I to 40, 50%? I think he said two, but I mean, which is, again, and just an insane fucking thing to say that unemployment should rise to 40 to 50%. Do you under, I, I like see, but this is why again I, I say this all the time when we talk about these fucking moron billionaires, uh, people like Elon Musk and this fucking clown. These are not smart people. This is not the best and the brightest. There is no such thing as a meritocracy in this country. I, like no sane e- economist, even the most conservative economist, would would ever say anything like that because the effects on the actual global economy if forty to fifty percent of the country are unemployed would be. Beyond catastrophic, like beyond catastrophic. It is. Where does he think that the 40 to 50% of the people that live in his 2,500 apartments are going to find the rent money if they're out of work? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just insane. The, the highest unemployment rate, because I just looked this up during the Great Depression was 24%. Right. 
and that and was it, and it was literally the Great Depression, right? So like, like I, no, nothing worse has ever happened in our economy except for slavery, <laughs> right? That. Right, except and for like the inception of, of the country's you know economy, basically. Um, which and actually, honestly, for for the people who benefited from it, that was the greatest thing ever to happen to the economy for them because they didn't have to fucking pay for labor and got to you know keep one hundred percent of the profits. So for them, that was like literally the best thing that's ever happened. Um, and it's, yeah, but no, it, it's, it would just be the, it would literally be like the most catastrophic thing that could possibly happen to the world economy. Uh, well, and it's not like this guy isn't already wealthy, right? So he, he's not, he's not hurting for money because he's got a billion fucking dollars. Like, he's, what? right. He's not hurting for money because workers are getting too big of a slice of the pie. He's just spiteful. No, he just fucking hates. Yeah, he hates the fact that anyone get paid fairly for their wage or that anyone actually knows their fucking worth in this economy. And, you know, you see this across the board in the workforce. It's just right. this. It's 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 so and, fucking. And he's, and he's, he's openly admitting that he wants his workers to hate their jobs and feel alienated from their labor and feel like, you know, he's giving them something. Right. Yep. Not that they deserve something. Right. That that me giving you this job is a gift that you owe me for. So kiss my ass and accept the shitty low wages. Otherwise, you're going to be part of the 40 to 50 percent of the people who are unemployed. <laughs> That's what yeah. they want. They want a huge pool of unemployed people. So their workers will be terrified of ending up in that pool. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, that's that's literally the dream for for fucking blood sucking capitalists like this piece of shit. Um, but you know, luckily that's not going to fucking happen. And people do realize their worth, right. and they don't settle for less. And right, you know, what, what did Elon do when he when he bought Twitter? He fired half the company, and he thinks right. that's just fine, right? Yeah, no, he, he he could give a shit. Yeah, he could give a shit. And then you have people like Bill Maher, who announced that despite the writers and actors strike, that he's going to do his show anyway. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he and again, just just the 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 pure smarm that comes off of everything that fucking piece of shit says. I I, want to read his Twitter uh, statement, actually, because I just I was reading it and just, you know, just just when as you read this as as you're listening to this being read, just. You know, just hold your breath until the butt, because you know it, with Bill Maher, there's going to be a butt. It's it, it, and it's actually almost dead center of this gigantic tweet, which is really funny. <laughs> um, all right, and just imagine his smarmy fucking face, you know, and 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 voice saying this as I'm reading this. Uh, Real time is coming back. Unfortunately, sans writers or writing, it has been five months, and it is time to bring people back to work. The writers have important issues that I sympathize with and hope that they are addressed to their satisfaction, but they are not the only people with issues, problems, and concerns. Despite some assistance from me, some assistance, and, you know, parentheses, <laughs> uh, much, of, <laughs> much of the staff is struggling mightily. We are all hopeful this would come to an end after Labor Day, but that day has come and gone, and there still seems to be nothing happening. I love my writers. I am one of them. <laughs> please. Uh, but I am not prepared to lose an entire year and see so much below the line. Uh, so many below the line people suffer so much. I will honor the spirit of the strike by not doing a monologue, desk, desk piece, uh, new rules or editorial, <laughs> AKA things that I never write myself and I'm not talented enough to write um, <laughs> the written pieces that I am so proud of on real time. And I'll say it up front to the audience. The show I will be doing without my writers will not be as good as our normal show. Full stop. But the heart of the show is an off-the-cuff panel discussion that aims to cut through the bullshit and predictable partisanship, and that will continue. The show will not disappoint. So I, I'm actually, you know, I'm glad that he said that last part, <laughs> but <laughs> his show's not very good in the first place. No. Um, no. But who, who is he going to get to come on this show right now? Right. I mean, you, just who, again. Who's, who's is... going to cross a picket line to be there? Jordan Jordan Peterson? Well, that's and that's the thing is like as right wing as he is and the guests that he usually brings on are, it will be just a complete panel of right wingers. He won't even have the token like leftist or progressive on the panel at this point. No one, no one who fucking... nobody's going to cross that picket line to go on a show, right? Right? No, there's no, uh, act, except, no actors going to go on. A show. You know, right? It just, yeah, yeah. Like you said, the <laughs> Jordan Petersons, Petersons of the world, the fucking Ben Shapiro's, the Tim Pools. He can get he'll like Kelsey on. Grammer to go on. <laughs> Or or he'll get politicians. They'll get low level politicians. But I mean, that's you know, again, just um, he's a fucking clown and a right wing piece of shit. He always has been. Uh, he's he's dreadfully unfunny and untalented. And 
it'll actually be funny to see him try to do a show like that without his writers because yeah i can't wait to see whose first guests are gonna be (laughs) yeah no me too but you can also tell like he doesn't like when you'd see him like doing his like his segments like that if you ever watch his show it's very clear it's like the first time he's reading most of those jokes like it's it just has that vibe of like i'm i'm you know reading these for the first time as i'm saying them i've had zero input into the creative process of this I'm just a soulless fucking suit, you know, who, whose name people know. Right. And and you can tell that it's he's all of his jokes are written for him because when you watch his old stand up stuff where he probably wrote most of it himself, it, it's it's terrible. He's like one of the worst stand up comedians. He's very was, bad, like stage banter. He's just not a good, you know, he's not good at making you feel like he's having a conversation with you, which is kind of the like number one like this that's the key to stand up is to just kind of get people to forget that you're talking well, part, at them for fucking a, a fucking hour part of honing your craft as a comedian is trying out new material in small venues right and right. if it doesn't work you don't bring that to the big you know videotaped theater show that's going to be right. on hbo because if a joke bombs that means it's not funny and people don't like it and you shouldn't keep you doing it that's that's part of being a comedian and trying new material, figuring out what works and what doesn't. Um, and you know, the more you're on the road, the more you figure that shit out. I'll tell you who uh, knows what works and what doesn't work. Michelle Wolf uh, has a brand. Oh, did you new, watch her new special? I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, they broke it up into three chunks for some reason because I think it was just <laughs> like they couldn't. They were at like different venues and she had different clothes and they thought it'd be confusing if they kept cutting back and forth because like. Nobody really they all does do that, that anymore. Though. That's like, but like, I feel like, well, maybe, maybe that's an old school thing. But I feel it, like that used to be a thing. Not all as the time. it's not as common with comedy specials nowadays. But yeah, it's basically one set. It they just showed it different chunks from different places. But it, it's so funny because she, she, like, she will. You'll start going where the joke is, where you think it's going, and then it goes a different direction uh, in a way that makes you feel really uncomfortable. But it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> So just as an example, uh, she says, um, you know, I think it's okay if you, you know, refer to your, your friends, you know, if your friend gets a breast implants to, you know, call them fake tits, you know, cause they're not real, they're fake, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't call fake tits, real tits. Right. And the audience is like, yeah, no, yeah, of course. She's like, I guess we're all a little transphobic then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. That's a good joke. Yeah, you know so she's fine. She's got good. She's just you know I I I very much enjoy her like her sense of humor, like the the, the shit she she comes out with. Well, it, and the thing that, that good comedians do also is that if they're telling a really uncomfortable joke, is they're smiling and laughing, and it's hard to not smile and laugh when the comedian's smiling and laughing. Yeah, right. right. And you know, bad comedians don't smile and laugh. Along no, with they, the audience, they, right? And that's actually a, a, a hallmark of Bill Maher's stand-up. If you ever really watched like his older stuff, it, it, he just has this smarmy face on, and he like scolds his audience for not laughing as much as they should at like his his more right-wing jokes. And that's like kind of like one of the hallmarks of his stand-up, especially why he doesn't do it on. anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, just... I don't think he's done it in years, or maybe he does it like here and there, but. It's not, you know, he's not a working stand-up. He'll just do a fucking stand-up special every five years or so just to f- probably satisfy, like, his HBO contract. But clearly he doesn't have a passion for it, clearly. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh, Let's man. see. What else do they have? I had one more thing somewhere in here. Let's see. No, maybe not. Oh, I just... This is just, just, just the headline... Uh, senators met with tech giants like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg on the future of artificial intelligence. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, we need to you know pick the brains of the smartest guys in the room who uh, are doing, you know, brain chip implant research on chimpanzees. Let's let's find out what they think about A.I., yeah, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely. Oh, my God. Did you see Elon's tweet about the monkeys? No. Oh, I have I have Elon Musk blocked. <laughs> I don't. No, I know I, I do too. But I uh, but let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, so about the 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 Neuralink monkey. Oh God, Here's, how many of them he, died so far? So this well, so this is what that's what it was about. And, and again, people were pointing out that this reads exactly like a fucking drill tweet. 
Uh, no monkey has died. He responded to somebody. I didn't see. I can't see who he responded to, but somebody presumably being like, hey, uh, this fucking maniac killed a bunch of monkeys testing out this psychotic device that he's trying to create uh, and or, you know, just patent and make money off of. Um, and his response was, no monkey has died as a result of the neuro of a Neuralink implant. First, our early implants to minimize risk to healthy month- monkeys. Uh, we chose terminal monkeys uh, close to death already in parentheses. <laughs> So it's he's claiming he chose terminally ill monkeys to test his neural like again this is just this man is a fucking psychopath like how, how do you how do you own a monkey in the first place it's a wild yeah. animal yeah by the way terminally ill monkeys you know you probably shouldn't do is fucking further torture them by experimenting on them with this fucking whatever this brain fucking you know manipulating device is that you're trying to create i'm sure it's got insanely nefarious fucking potential purposes if not stated purposes it's like he he played the video game cyberpunk and was like hey this is a great idea we should have we should have all these cybernetic implants even (laughs) though in the game if you have too many you go psychotic you go insane right that's that's it's not a it's not a good thing this game's trying to promote it's trying it's i mean it's a fucking dystopia and he tweets about it all the time and he thinks oh this is this is all really cool stuff we should do yeah, yeah, no, he he's a fucking complete piece of shit and a moron. Um, but well, and what's hilarious too? Have you seen the production photos of his cyber truck? Like the not not the oh god, the real ones. Yeah, no, the it, real it's ones a piece are of ro- shit, man. It, it makes they, they're falling apart on the like rolling off the fucking assembly line. There there are photos of it being in transport with like duct tape up the side because it's it's the same color as duct tape, so they figured they could hide. <laughs> You know, like parts of the trim that were fucking missing or breaking already with like duct tape. It, it's um, it, it just looks so fucking cheap compared to you know the model he rolled out and then smashed the window of. <laughs> right, the the impenetrable like, fucking. Even mod that window. one was a piece of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I mean, he's just he's just the definition of a fucking used car salesman, like on, just know, to the highest level. But and, and to their credit, you know, the stuff that SpaceX has done with rockets is admirable. But like, it's not like he had anything to do with that. He no, right. He just he bought the company again. Like he wants people to think like he's the found. He he hasn't founded any of these companies. Like he didn't found PayPal. He didn't found uh, SpaceX. Obviously, he didn't found Twitter. He, he didn't just fucking... he the one thing he did that like launched his you know wealth and earnest was writing some of the code for PayPal that yeah, patented well, he was, and he, he got a bunch of money for that. He that was, was involved early on in that element of it, yeah. But again, he just leveraged you know the money he's gotten from his his fucking family's emerald mine. To, <laughs> so he could he know. could write code that earned him millions of dollars, but he didn't know how a toaster worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he's just just. Did we tell the, that story about him on the on the? Yeah, air? I believe we did. We, we did? were talking yeah. about his the, the the fact that he's kind of on the spectrum. We were talking about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that element of it, but uh, yeah, you know, he's just he. Yeah, I can't fucking. He's just the world's worst person. I wish nothing but fucking pain and suffering upon at any every moment that I think of him. Um, it, but, yeah. Well, so uh, that Bill Maher tweet you read off um, with that came out just last night and. You know, I clicked on it and, of course, start going down through the, through the replies. And, of course, all the replies that you see, like the first several dozen replies are all blue checks. All yeah, the people dumb enough to pay Elon Musk eight bucks a month for something that's already free. Uh, and then I see a tweet that's hidden saying, you know, you can't see this one. And I click on it. And, of course, it's Elon Musk replying to Bill Maher saying, hey, you should make some content to put ex- exclusively on Twitter because it's such a great platform. <laughs> I wonder like, who just, hid that, if that was like him hiding it or if, if, if Bill Maher... Uh, no, it's because I have him blocked. It's because oh, I have gotcha, blocked. gotcha, gotcha, right. gotcha. Um, so yeah, he's he's going... He literally has nothing better to do than to solicit like the worst people in the world to come join his fucking hey, little... don't scab there, scab here. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> right. literally what he's saying. Just fucking... Oh just God. such a piece of shit. Ugh, go fuck I'll tell you yourself. who's not a piece of shit, though, is our new mayor here in Chicago. Um, he biked to work today, which really? uh, never would have happened under any previous administration. Like a legitimate aware. bike, not like a Pete Buttigieg dropped me off a block away and I'll pretend no. I biked here kind of thing. So, so Brandon Johnson, who was endorsed by the Chicago Teachers Union and yep. re- just absolutely despised by the police union. Yep. Um, Always a good sign. Who, who promised to quit by the hundreds if he was elected uh, and then didn't, unfortunately. Um, they uh, So he he lives out in like the far west side of the city. 
Right. And he was a teacher himself before becoming a union organizer with the CTA. Uh, and he actually is very like transit bike uh, oriented. But, you know, when you live really far from City Hall, you know, you usually take your, you know, motorcade of, you know, SU, black SUVs and the police escort and everything. And he rode all the way there. It's like a, he, he said he got there faster on a bicycle than he did driving. Uh, it took about 35 minutes to cover about six miles, I think. But, um, yeah, he biked all the way and he still had a police escort because I think it's required by the city charter or whatever. But uh, when I was looking this up, because I was curious if he, if he actually is, you know, mandated or required to have, you know, a police motorcade following him, even if he's on a bicycle. Um, I see this headline here. <laughs> Lightfoot security detail for Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who managed to piss off everybody in the city uh, and make no friends on the city council in her one administration, one term administration, Lightfoot security detail dramatically reduced (laughs) (laughs) by Brandon Johnson. (laughs) Mayor Brandon Johnson has dramatically reduced the formidable bodyguard detail assigned to former mayor Lori Lightfoot's Logan square home. And I, this is just significant to me because I've had to bike past her house and see just like a small army of cops sitting there standing around doing nothing uh, you know, four or five SUVs just sitting there all with their engines idling for no fucking reason for years. I've had to pass that shit because it's on my way to target. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, it's, it's like, okay, sure. You're the mayor, you get death threats, but like, do you need to have all these SUVs just sitting there with their engines running 24 seven? Like what, what is the purpose of that? So yeah, our new mayor fucking slashed the old mayor's security detail. I just, Jesus. Uh, we're, she, we're gonna have that here oh sorry go ahead oh yeah and it, i mean it's it almost feels like it's a personal thing because she famously said that uh back during the primary which she lost she, she didn't even win her own primary uh she said that brandon johnson will never be mayor so yeah yeah tough well, tough titty <laughs> tough break on that one uh you fucking weird little freak i um, mean who says that about their about their opponent uh, fucking it's, I mean, Lori Lightfoot's a fucking psycho. I mean, you remember she, the shit she said about it. She had a, a bigger dick than all the, the, the Italian Americans, like Christopher Columbus society people or whatever. She's a fucking, just a lunatic. Yeah. And that was like the I, one thing I liked that she said. No, I know, I know. But, but like, it's still just a lunatic thing to fucking say, but, um, yeah, no, well, what a piece of shit. Uh, and yeah, you know, good riddance. Got, got good riddance. Uh, we're actually gonna have that fucking here tomorrow because there's a there's a funeral for a cop that got killed, I guess, in a hit and run, which, look, I, you know, anyone that gets killed in a hit and runs fucked up. But, you know, anytime that there's a cop funeral, it's like, well, let's make everyone's lives as disruptive as possible by having a giant fucking procession of, you know, like gas guzzling, like cop SUVs, like for miles on, uh, you know, across every fucking street oh, in, in the in the city, you know, so that's that's going to completely disrupt everyone's day tomorrow. You remember when there was that big cop funeral, like right at the start of the pandemic, and they all had the masks on, and it looked exactly like the fucking <laughs> the Watchmen thing, yeah, like the Watchmen. That yeah, was so creepy because it was the same colors too. I'm they sure had, that like, the they did that on purpose because you're like, oh man, this is awesome. Like not realizing <laughs> that that was like again. I don't know how many know. of them would have watched a show like that, but yeah. Well, but but or early on thinking like, oh man, the the rest of these cops are fucking awesome, and then yeah, that, you know, not getting. We should get that. masks so we can be fucking even right. We more should all be clansmen too. too, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, I just saw a late. thing in the news. Apparently, Alan Moore is no longer accepting royalties from any of that shit. They just he wow. told uh, whoever owns the you know the rights to all these. He said like, just go donate it to some charity on my behalf. I don't I don't want the money anymore. <laughs> like he's man. he's so over it. He doesn't even want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> the world's most irritable man. I, I love him. He's I, I can't I can't not love somebody ir- that irritable and that like just <laughs> couldn't give less of a shit. And like, just doesn't like people fucking with the things he created. No, um, and calls out other comic book writers for being fascists. <laughs> no, right. I look nothing but respect for that man. Wrote yeah. one of my favorite comic books of the last like ten years. Also, by the way, this great comic called Necronomicon, uh, which is kind of like a H.P. Lovecraft esque. I mean, it's about you know like a, a lot of characters from H.P. Lovecraft novels, but it's like meta and sort of like set like with him as a cat it's really fucking good like it's it's Hmm. it's as batshit crazy as any alan moore comic um i'm sorry it's called providence there's the the prequel whatever is called necronomicon but the the main story is called providence really highly recommend anyone who hasn't read anything that he's done in recent years uh good shit 
So when I saw the Alan Moore article uh, today, I scrolled down and just blow it. There was another one, uh, another article. Speaking of Beetlejuice, apparently Beetlejuice 2. Oh, yeah, they're making it right now. Well, they're not anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. They were making it right until the, uh, until the but strike. They were, they were just like two or three days short of wrapping principal Damn. photography. Um, so. You almost wonder at that point if they'll just be able to cobble it together with what they have if, if you know, the strike just goes uh, on indefinitely. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it seems like they're not coming back to the table anytime soon. But, right. you know, we've talked at no. Uh, <laughs> we've talked a lot about uh, the reasons why. <laughs> You know, if they if they can, you know, if Hollywood producers can use an AI to, you know, scan a novel and churn out a screenplay, you know, it's it's the genie's out of the bottle. You know, it's never going back to the way it used to be. And, you know, it's it's just it can't happen. It can't be allowed to happen. No. And and that's again, that's why it's the line in the sand. It's the line that they will. It's the, the point of no return for. For SAG and for the WGA, they they cannot let this to to stand because they'll never be able to undo it if they let them open that fucking Pandora's box, and it's just a fast track to them completely phasing out anyone with artistic talent whatsoever and just completely homogenizing everything that makes fucking movies good and and art good. It, it's, well, it's, you know, it's, we've not fucking happen. We've talked about how in the red a lot of these big studios are Warner Brothers is something like. 70 billion dollars in debt right now yeah and and, and but there, again this is why just the worst thing to ever happen to any creative enterprises to, is when it becomes you know a big a business a big business the the fucking geniuses that work at these at these companies their solution to their problems is hey let's get rid of the one beloved thing from these things that actually keeps people going to these the fucking creative minds behind it and just completely homogenize it and make it as fucking bland and uniform as possible uh that that'll definitely get people back you know because we you know we'll save some money most people will still come no they fucking won't like you, you know again i i hate to always like beat the dead horse of this but the the fucking the fucking uncanny valley you know the luke skywalker uncanny valley thing from the fucking star wars series i feel like with for a lot of people was the kind of beginning of like what the fuck is going on with the show and like it it, it very much, I feel like, opened the floodgates to like, yeah, this is just garbage. Like, what what is happening to these fucking television they're, shows? That's they're doing the same thing with Hayden Christensen on this. I, new yeah, I've, show. I've seen the clips on my fucking my, on Twitter. I'm just like, man, like just just make it darker I'm not until you watching this one. Just just make the image darker until you can't tell how horrifying it looks. <laughs> that's their plan, basically. It's just so fucking like devoid of creativity. Like, what are you doing? Like just yeah. tell a Me- fucking story. Like the meanwhile, one- I see Andor trending every other day. <laughs> I know, I, I, and I was gonna complain. Like the one time anyone tried to tell a fucking story in Star Wars, they 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 turned the guy into a pariah with Ryan Johnson. But they don't even. But they don't even talk one, about yeah. the Force on that show, Anthony. They don't even engage with it, the it, lore. It, it literally does not have to be a Star. <laughs> <laughs> but and and right exactly, which is you know, I, I a lot of people probably argue the best part of it. Um. I you know I would love for the whole the whole of Star Wars to be fucking written with as much seriousness as Andor, um, and you know include all the fucking lore. I don't care, but Did like we... you just write it with good fucking quality writing and and you know acting and directing and just an actual fucking story and not just like it's oh just... hey look it's fucking Glup Shido back for the their, fucking fourth but their time. Their business model is to churn out as much of it as fast as possible. I know, I know, like everything right. else, like and... Marvel. That's why Marvel nobody fucking watches Marvel movies anymore either. For the same no. fucking reason, I, exactly. I mean, that, exactly. The executive. Were, it, it, I mean, their their animators are about to vote on unionizing mm-hmm. too, so they're going to be even right. more fucked. Oh yeah, right. they're super fucked because that that was their that was their models. Just you know, put a bunch of fucking animators into basically slave labor conditions, like in you know on a labor you know in in terms of the, the what they were their wages versus the amount of hours they're working. Um, and just churn out as much like barely fucking rendered crap as possible. Um, and people were eating it up for a while cause they had kind of a hot, you know, commodity, but it's just, they, 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 again, didn't understand what was, what was drawing people to those movies and people got sick of them just turning them into fucking content mills. And it's just nobody in, in, in any of these fucking executive seats and any of these companies in Hollywood has any business being there. It's, it's the same shit that we saw happen to the music industry, you know, uh, through fits and spurts for, for decades. 
where you just get the most untalented, uncreative fucking people as as CEOs of these of these record companies and just they would churn out the the worst fucking garbage you've ever heard of and all these great bands would go underheard and you know 20 years later would still be being discovered by people but you know didn't help them pay the fucking bills when they were you know an active artist and i feel like you're gonna see the same thing with movies like there's a lot of people making awesome fucking movies like i you know i i talk i talk them up all the time but but because i i think more people need to see them uh those guys benson and moorhead who make all these great like micro budget uh sci-fi horror movies um literally just amongst the two of them i mean they fucking shoot they shot that one movie that something in the dirt movie i sent you in their fucking apartment like during covid uh like the beginning of covid and it's it, it and they shot directed acted in it and these movies, like, it's it just people are making great movies and nobody's fucking seeing them. And just garbage fucking diarrhea is getting produced by Hollywood yeah. at, at an alarming rate. Meanwhile, Indiana Jones 5 screened right. a can. <laughs> to, right, right, and, exactly. And they thought that was a good idea that, like, they could get some hype out of it. And it turned out to the exact opposite. Did they, did they get the standing ovation? Because it, it seems like at that point that they, they, they no. don't get a stand- they Oh, really? Got, okay. It got it got fucking like the the reviews that started coming out were the total opposite. It was like mid to poor. Was, well, and was not even I just say that because it seems like almost everything nowadays like that's like a marketing ploy of like let's bring a bunch of people in because if we could say we got a fifteen minute you know standing ovation at Cannes, which is is just excessive for any fucking movie. Like just just fuck. All right, do, do they for, pay people to stand there and clap for fifteen minutes? Do they really seriously, do that shit? Clap for thirty. That'd be a fucking nightmare. I can't even. I, I hate fucking having to clap for more than like two minutes. It's like all right, this is. I got. I I'm, I'm a professional clapper. I can clap for up to 20, 25 minutes. That's what you pay me for, right? You gotta you gotta hype your Honestly, shitty fucking turd of a movie. You hire right. me. How many fucking extras did they did they bring in, you know, do a cow call for fucking extras to just clap at fucking cans? Just, hey, here's a free ticket to cans and like 50 bucks. Can you just stand there and clap for 30 it's, minutes after this mediocre It's like movie? what Frank Zappa said when um, he was he was interviewed one time or maybe several times he said something to this effect. But uh, he said that the music industry was better when it was just the suits running everything because they didn't pretend to know what the kids liked. So they just said, hey, you young people, you go make the music and we'll hmm. fucking put out whatever. It was when the music producers, you know, when basically people were, you know, performing artists that then became the producers in the, in the suits that they were convinced that they knew what was better than the musicians. And they started telling musicians what they had to play, that that ruined the music industry, <laughs> that it was better when the suits that, just yeah. were very hands off about it and weren't constantly trying to micromanage what was being put out there the way that Hollywood producers and executives are doing now where they're having these extremely costly reshoots because they look at something unique and say, well, here's the list of all the things you need to change because the marketing department uh, doesn't know how to sell it any other way. Well, and that's absolutely true. You look at like the Beatles, like, like th- nobody was fucking telling them what to play. It was like, here, just turn out an album every fucking three weeks and we'll be happy for the first, you know, five years <laughs> right. of, your, of your existence. And they would just, you know, do a bunch of fucking speed and go into the studio and, write a bunch of fucking songs and record them in one day you know the fucking please please me they recorded in like 12 hours that whole album um or you know i mean like even a movie like jaws like a movie like jaws would never get made today because it, the the second things start well, happening <laughs> on the set like they're ha- like that happened every job i mean nowadays shut people down know not to shoot a feature length film on the water yeah like, no right that, that was, would be in a fucking that would be in a fucking pool like, in in you know van nuys somewhere Literally, when when they were about to make Waterworld, uh, Steven Spielberg said, uh, you don't want to do this. Trust me, you don't want to do this. <laughs> it's going to be a giant fucking boondoggle. And it was. It was. Um, funny thing. I just, so they just put Jaws like one through four on, uh, on Netflix. And I, I couldn't remember if I'd ever watched Jaws 2, but then I watched it and remembered it. And it's it's not very good, but it's not nearly as bad as the third and fourth one. I was gonna say yep. they, they they get worse as they go. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you could tell they had to like really force Roy Scheider to to do the second one. Um, and I he I don't think he wanted to do it, but he needed the money, right? And sure. apparently 
he did not get along with the director on that film. And he had a lot of creative differences to the point where they got in fist fights with each other. <laughs> oh shit. That's awesome. <laughs> well, still who, back uh, in the late seventies when like shit like that would happen. You know? Right. Where you could do that and not get fired and you just show up the next day and be like, ah, oh, well, yeah, Roy, Roy beat up fucking Jeff. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're yeah. going to do, but um, who, I don't even know who directed Joe. obviously not Spielberg. It's, um, uh, no, it's just, they got some guy, they got some guy who was, right. you know, like, Hey, I'll direct whatever you give me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, John Williams came back to do the score for the second one, and it's pretty much the same. They just, was Spielberg you know, like involved at all? Did he produce it, or was it just a fucking? I I don't think he had anything to do with it because he had right. no interest in doing sequels aside from Indiana Jones. But that was you know probably he was probably working on Indiana Jones when they were, were like, hey, let's do another Jaws, and he was like, nah, I got this other idea, you know, because that this, was back uh, when he was still doing Jeanette lots of original Swarks, things. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Uh, some uh, some French, French guy, French director, yeah. Yeah. He uh, his notable titles to his uh, other other notable titles to his credit are somewhere in time, a uh, movie I've never seen. Uh, Jaws two, Super that with Superman? The movie. No, no, some uh, somewhere in time. Oh, oh, is, is that the Christopher Reeve? Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. shot that. that the time they travel. shot that I, one. That. Yeah, that's it's a really weird movie, but it's also like a very old Hollywood kind of a romance uh-huh. movie. Uh, but they shot that at this huge. Uh, I think it's called the Grand Hotel. It's up on this island uh, in uh, Lake Huron, Michigan, where there's no cars. <laughs> cars have been banned there for uh, 130 years. Oh, so that's how they're able to kind of set the scene where it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. That, that's kind of cool. No, it's great. If you go there, like you can rent a horse or you can rent a bike. And that's the only way you can get around the island. And it's, it's fucking paradise. <laughs> huh. If you hate, if you hate cars as much as I do. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and uh, Supergirl, the movie, which I didn't even realize was like a feature mo- feature length movie, but uh, I guess there was a movie in 1984, so that must have been a real piece of shit for, for it to be that unknown. <laughs> it's, got 4.4 really on IMDb, so because I, I feel like they had like you know a little spurt of good superhero movies and then they just started shit in the bed every time, and I think that's what's going to happen now. Oh, um, yeah, no, we're going to get a string of like Dolph Lundgren Punisher level, you know, fucking releases now again. But it's, you know, it's kind of just every decade seems to have like a film fad that just, you know, jumps the shark, you know, like in yeah. the 60s, it was Westerns. You know, they they just made too many Westerns and then people so stopped going Westerns. to watch Westerns. Right. And then in the 70s, it was like gritty crime dramas. Yep. Uh, in the 80s and to an extent the 90s, it was like screwball fucking jerk off comedies. Yep. You know, we don't really get those anymore. Even into the 2000s, those were still kind of a thing. There but, is uh, no fucking comedy. Like, th- there's just no comedy movies coming out anymore. None of fucking no. Like, there's it's a ve- Jennifer Lawrence it's so hard rare. R comedy. You remember when everyone was like, hard R comedy, Jennifer Lawrence, she's great. And well, it and probably why, is, but like nobody went to see it in the theater. <laughs> when that's why, it, and I remember it being such a big story at the time because they're like, oh my God, look, we made a comedy, an original comedy that's not a fucking superhero movie or a, you know, a spinoff or like a sequel to a legacy fucking movie. Like, that's, I remember it being a story simply because it was literally a, it was a fucking throwback. It was like, Hey, here's a fucking star star vehicle, you know, headlined by this, this, this bankable Hollywood star. That's an original funny script. And we made it like that. That was, like, really that was a funny. fucking story. No, I, she's, she's very she's funny. One she's, of the funniest actresses in Hollywood. And like, if you, seems if you, one, like one of the most genuine kind of, you know, people when you, when you see interviews with her, but like, that's, yeah, it's just so funny that that became a story in and of itself that they made like an original comedy. <laughs> oh man fucking good yeah um, well, watch her in american hustle because i'm a big david o. russell fan because he's yeah. only made hard r comedies his whole life yeah. uh and she's fucking great in it. even though i hate movies that have the word america or american in the title um that's a great great comedy yeah yeah no so. for sure all right cool um well i think that pretty much does it for us uh for this week uh but yeah rate and view subscribe wherever you get your podcast i forgot to do this last week uh, not that you guys haven't heard it 50 million times, but you have uh, to do it twice this this week. Follow, though. follow, yeah, that's, follow that's us on the SoundCloud. Rules. Follow us on SoundCloud. Um, uh, SoundCloud.com slash move left, Patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left, and I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah, see you next time. Rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. And transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Daryl, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas, a tiny carbon footprint up your ass. I'm on a motherfucking bike. I'm on a motherfucking bike.
scratches fat The canvas kicks, the ear flap hats Got no beans, so you best not diss me Yeah, bitch, it's a motherfucking pixie Middle of the street is where you're gonna find me A shitload of traffic back up behind me The critical mass is a Facebook like I'm on a motherfucking bike 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 I'm on a motherfucking bike